Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now we'll take it from towards the top of the page on Daf Samach Amud Aleph, Rava Amar. Rava says, Litzdadim Ketani. That uh, when we talked about in that quote about there's a difference in the ring that sounds like a ring, whether it has a seal on it or not, it's still considered jewelry. It depends for who. Meaning, if it has the seal on it, then it's jewelry for a man. Because men typically would have signet rings. Okay? And um, for their, you know, for their official documents that they want sealed. Um, um, yes, right, so and then it becomes jewelry for the woman. That's how Rava answers the question. And Rav Nachman said, a better and more simple answer to What are you comparing? The definitions are not connected. What defines something as a vessel as far as Tuma goes, or as a Takshid as far as Tuma goes, is completely irrelevant. To Hilchas Shabbos. So, in other words, Tuma, what you need is Klimaisa, Amrachmana. Anything that you utilize as a vessel, as a utensil, and a, a ring with a seal uh, is, of course, a Takshit and would, would require, um, and would require uh, to be dipped in the mikvah if it becomes Tame. It's subject to Dine Tuma. Kulihu, um, and it is a Kili, no question about it. Men or women, irrelevant. It is a Kili as far as that goes. Shabbos Mishumasui. On Shabbos, it's a question of are my carrying or not? And for carrying, it's defined on is this something that I have a use for now or not? Okay, Amrachmana. Eina la chosen takshit. If it does not have a signet, so then it's a jewelry and it's there and yes, but yesh la chosen masui. It's carrying because you have no use for that section, for this signet part of it on Shabbos. That's a business type of thing and therefore it's carrying something. And carrying is an issue on Shabbos. That's all. And that's the answer according to Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Moving on to the next thing, We said there's no Iser um, Torah, only ultimate Rabbanan, if it's a needle that doesn't have a hole, the eye of the needle, for, um, it does, it's lacking, it's the eye of the needle for, um, for sewing. So mm-hmm. the question is, what use is that uh, the, a needle that doesn't have that? You know, that's the question. What, what, is, what, is it, what does it serve? What use does it serve? So, Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, A woman may use a, a needle even without a even without um, even without a head just to wrap her hair around it and help tuck it in under her head covering. So Rabbi says, um, uh, Why wouldn't it be the same as the other type of garment that basically should be legal to be carried, which a biris, um, to understand what a biris is, a biris is a, uh, a band that goes around the socks of the women. Uh, apparently they didn't have the... Uh, they did not have um, stretchy material, okay, <laughs> um, so elastic, so the socks would fall down very commonly. So to keep the socks up, they had a band holding at the top of the sock that hold the sock up, tie around the calf. Now, um, that 
that band is not a problem of carrying. And the reason is because it helps them further tzniyas, it keeps them modest, and it's, um, they would never take it off, even if it's a very fancy band, because, because, because of modesty. So why do we consider this, since it's also something helping a woman from modesty, she's not going to show her pin to anybody, so why isn't it, it should be completely allowed and not be a problem of carrying altogether. So that explanation doesn't really work out. So the Tirgamar Rav Adon so Rav Adon explains, Kameda Rav Yosef, Hol V'isha Cholekes Basaira. So the, the needle is a useful tool, even without a head, because they use it to help help part their hair. They You know, it's good to have a nice, sharp thing to make the nice, neat parts of it. It helps them pull the hair to the right side, to the left side, so it's an even uh, part in their hair. Okay. Um, now, Bishabbos um, Lamechazia, the woman does not parting her hair on Shabbos, so what what use does it have on Shabbos? So, Amarava Tashel Zav Yeshla Al Rosha. At the head, instead of a Instead of an eye, there's a little, there's a gold plate. And Bechol, during the week, Cholekas Basaira, she uses it just to, as a tool to, to part her hair. She puts it as brooch, as a, you, know, you know, like it looks pretty uh, in her hat. So it's a design element. And that's why it's carrying, because it's something, whoa, that's such a beautiful pin. Can I look at it? They'll take it off, show it, they'll, carry, they'll come to carry and that's what's going on over here. It has a design thing, and it's basically basically like a what we call a, a brooch or something like that. And that's the issue. Brings us to the new Mishnah. Lo ish. Up until now, the first Mishnah was talking about the women going out. Now we're talking about the men. Lo ish sandal A man is not allowed to go out with a sandal that is nailed with a nail nailed sandal sandal with nails in it. Um, we'll see, we'll define this uh, soon. It's going to take up a lot of today's daf. Below be yachid, person, man is not allowed to go out with a single sandal, single shoe. Bizman she'en beraglomaka, if he does not have a uh, um, a wound on his foot. If he has a wound on his foot, then it's okay to come out with one shoe. But if not, not. Rashi explains um, the reason, he brings two reasons. He says one of the reasons is uh, from the Ushalmi um, that uh, basically if you come out with one shoe um, then people will be afraid that well where's the other shoe so maybe you're holding it so people will suspect you of caring that's the Ushalmi's Prat Rashi says he heard from Israel a little different Prat that the reason why um, one shoe is a problem is, they'll, is, that, is that people will laugh at him it's like oh why is this guy walking around with one shoe and out of embarrassment, he'll come to take it off and carry it. But of course, if he has a, a something on his other foot, so the shoe it would hurt to wear it on the other foot. So then you could it's quite obvious why he's walking around. He's not going to feel embarrassed, or he's not. Nobody will suspect him of carrying the other shoe. So that's the story. Um, anyway, that's this one shoe. Um, 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 you can't go out with your tefillin on Shabbos and you can't go out with an amulet if it's not from a professional who's shown that his amulets work 
nor with their with his a, a man with uh, uh, basically his armor. You know, they used to have armor that looked like scales. Okay, and that's what Sirion is. And Kazda is a helmet for Lobi Makpayim, which is what they would wear. Um, this is these are all different parts of the Gemara. Will explain it, but basically all different parts of the armor armory of a man, right, who goes out to war. But in all of these, if he goes out, he would not be chayv achatas. Okay, so one step at a time. So first thing in the Gemara. Sandal al-Masumar Maitaima, what's wrong with going out with a sandal, sandals that have nails in it? Like, what's the big deal? Okay. So, Amr Shmuel, Shlufig Hagzeira Hayu, which basically means that it is uh, as a result uh, of, a, of a decree based on an event. So, there was a fascinating how these things work. But because a terrible event occurred, so as a result of that, they made a decree, uh, so something like that should never happen again. Okay? And that was what it was. So, Shlufi Akzira Hayu. It was based on a, a decree that happened. Um, what was the story? The people were hidden in a cave. It was during the time when everyone was running away or hiding from the um the the government the romans who were made a lot of decrees against religion and they were hiding in and they hid in the cave and uh, they spent uh, their shabbos in the cave and they said look um it, this is a one-way cave okay you come in you don't go out because there's Roman soldiers all over the place, and you can't see if a soldier's right there on the way out. So you can see to make sure nobody's around you when you're going in, then you're entitled to come in, and you can hang out with us in the cave for Shabbos to hide, to keep Shabbos in the cave. But once you're in, you're not allowed to leave. Okay. Well, okay. Anybody wants to go out, too bad. One guy's shoe was facing the wrong direction. So what happened? So it looked like somebody... So even though he walked in, but the shoe was facing the wrong way. So So they were all nervous. Uh-oh, somebody just left. Freaking out that maybe the Romans saw this guy who just left. And he might have been seen by the enemies. So And the enemies are now planning their attack. So that they started panicking. And in their haste to flee, they pushed against each other in the cave. And they were, it was so many people stuck in the cave. They killed each other. Even more than the enemies. Very strong Musar Haskell about this whole story about you know how one's own panic creates more problems than than the problem. Okay, fascinating event here. So that was the story. Okay. Because of that, since the shoe was that kind of a shoe, that's the problem. Rabbi ben Elazar Omer actually was a little bit different. The story: They were sitting in the cave, and they heard 
a sound above the cave that had these very, very loud, you know, footsteps. And they, it sounded so loud because the guy was wearing a shoe with the metal nails in the bottom, like, you know, like, uh, and it had a loud sound. And they thought the enemy was there. Same idea, but a little bit different. It wasn't the shoe was reversed, but it was because they, uh, it, it has a very loud sound. That's version B. Rami Bar Amar that the story didn't happen in a cave. They were sitting in synagogue. And they heard the loud sound from the outside of the synagogue. They thought that the enemies were came and were attacking. They killed themselves more than the enemies ever ever killed. But also Shaw Amro and when this happened. They said, A person cannot walk out with such a shoe. This shoe is problems. Okay. So Gmar wants to understand the nature of this decree. Yachi, if this is the purpose, why don't we prohibit this during the week as well? It should be the same. Don't, can't ever wear such a shoe. That's where the problems came out. So Gmar answers, No, my it, the story happened on Shabbos, so they only made the decree on Shabbos. Okay, Biyamtavlishli. So why Nyamtav is it Asr? It should be allowed on Yamtav. After all, they only made the Xera and the way it happened. The way it happened was on Shabbos, so you can wear such a shoe on Shabbos. But why what, so why not during the So the question is what about Nyamtav? It should be allowed. Alamatanan, why does the Mishnah tell us? Okay, there's a question if you take out the parentheses. So, so meaning it sounds like you, you're not, this is talking about Yom Tov, and you're not allowed to walk out with the Sandal Masumar on Yom Tov as well. So what's the deal? So my answer is, here's why. The reason why we extended it to Yom Tov as well as Shabbos, in addition to Shabbos, is because the Shabbos, my time, what's the reason why on Shabbos, they made the Xera Di'ike Kinufia because typically on Shabbos, at least, well, at least that's the way it used to be, on Shabbos there would be a lot of people gathered together in shul, etc. People are not working, they're all gathered in synagogues. But Yom Tif, Nami Ike Kinufia, and that same thing happens on Yom Tif as well. There's a lot of people gathered together. So that's why any day that there's a lot of large gatherings of people, that's where the Gzeira was applied to, which is both Shabbos and Yom Tif. Okay, so the Gemara says, but there's other days that we gather that's not Shabbos and Yom Tif. Why doesn't it have that same Yisr? Okay. Tainus Tibur, what about a fast day? Ike Kinofia, isn't there also gathering? So Litzer, it should be prohibited. So the Gemara says, no. Maisa, the story, the way it happened is Gavi B'Kinofia di Sura. It was where people were gathered and there was an Yisr Malacha. Okay, But on it's not a Isramalach on that day. You can do things. And uh, therefore, I guess the um, it's a Kinufia de Teira, and therefore it's different. It's a different kind of gathering. It's a gathering for a fast day, but it's not the, exactly the same level. And it's uh, you can do malach on that day, so there's less concern. People I guess they wouldn't have had the same panic if there were um, 
if they were, you know, if they were allowed to do malacha, bottom line is they never made the xerid that way either. Now, it's a very interesting question. Whenever they make a decree this way, how broad do they apply this decree? Okay, it's very interesting. Even according to there was another such an event that they talked about with regards to the Paraduma. Apparently, they were carrying the Paraduma on the Yardin in a ship, in a boat, and that, uh, and 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 it turned out that the bottom of the boat had a piece of a dead body attached to the boat, which made which messed up the whole. Ashes of the Paraduma, and they said, No, but you can never bring ashes of the Paraduma on a boat ever again. Okay, but he's limited it to only such a similar situation. It has to be on a Yardin, any other river is no problem. It has to be a ship, can't be a, can't be a different kind of boat, or you know, whatever. It has to be basically identical to the event because it's not, in the sense, it's not completely a logical xera. And therefore, it's limited, according to Rebbe Akiva, to the exact way the story happened. So the Gemara says, "Hanimil Yardin, only Yardin." Does he apply that? Why? Because the Yardin is a specific kind of river. It's a river which is narrower than most rivers. It's shallower than most rivers. It's just a different rivers are not all identical. And because of that, he says it's limited to the Yardin. In other words, even Rabbi Chanina ben Akiva is not saying that it's got to be exactly the same. But if there's a distinction in logic somehow between A and B, it doesn't apply to B. So too, that would be the case by, um, that would be over there. Aval Yomta Fishabis, even Rabbi Chanina ben Akiva would agree that there's no fundamental difference between Yomta and Shabbos, really. Kiadadi and Inu, they're basically identical. And therefore, this, and therefore, Xera that happened on Shabbos would apply equally to Yom Tov as well. Um, the Tanan, as the Mishnah says, Yom Tov there is no difference between Yom Tov and Shabbos, Elo Nefesh provide. The only difference is with regards to Ochel Nefesh, and that was not a factor in the story, and therefore it, what the, the decree against Sandal Mesomer will apply to, um, to, to Yom Tov as, uh, as well. And that's the story. Okay. These nail uh, nail shoes, the 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 whole iser is when it's constructed for the strengthening of the shoe. Okay, so you have a bunch of nails in the bottom to keep it from you know wearing down. It was basically a wooden block and that nails to keep the wood from basically getting worn out. Okay, so if it's lechazik, if that's the role of the of the nails, that's when they made the gzera. Avalinoi, but if it's nails for beautification, sort of like just to look fancy, like the nails that they put on, you know, some furniture. They have like nails. It's just as a design element. It's not really functional, a functional factor. Motor then there's then it's permissible. So the Gemara says, How many is considered just for beautification and not for strengthening? So Rabbi Yochanan five on each. Okay, so five is uh, like a number that it would be considered just for beauty and not for practicality, and then it's okay. 
Rab Chanin Amar Sheva B'Zev Sheva B'Zev. Rab Chanin says no, seven in each. Amar B'Yachan Rav Shemin Bar Abba, as Baralach L'Didi. Let me explain to you the way it works. L'Didi, according to me, Shtay Mikan V'Shtay Mikan V'Achas B'Tarsos Tars Yosef. Two on this side, two on the other side, and one for the strap. Because uh, as you know, there was a strap, or you know, that holds holds the sandal on. The Reb Chanina gimel mikan, gimel mikan, v'achas b'tars Yosef. He put three on each side. That's six, plus one for the strap, and that's why his number is seven. But though, when it has seven, it's considered all for beauty, and for beauty, they never made xera. That's not considered a sandal on so now we have a question. Sandal, if you have a sandal that's leaning, sometimes your your sandal gets worn out on one side, and therefore you're 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 buckling your ankle always because it's completely worn on one side. So also low sheva. So you're allowed to make seven on the side that's narrower to basically balance it back up. Okay, so nailing in seven nails on the one side. It evens out the foot, and that's that's what we're talking about. Divrei Rabbi Nassan, that's fine. The Rabbi Matibud Gimel Rabbi says even thirteen is fine. So Beishlam Rabbi I understand Rabbi He has on whom to rely. Who Damak Rabbi Nassan? He also Rabbi Nassan seven. El Rabbi Yochanan Damar Keman. Rabbi Yochanan, he has no Tana that he's going with, because the two numbers are seven and thirteen. So the Gemara answers, "Hudamik Rab Norai, Rab Yochanan holds like Rab Norai, the Tanya Rab Norai Omer, Hey Mutar, Veshav Asri. Five is allowed, seven is not allowed." Amrle, okay. So, so there's another Tana out there. So it's I, I'm going with the other Tana. Amrle, Eifel Rab Barbechana, Atun Tamidi Rab Yochanan, your students of Rab Yochanan, Vidik Rab Yochanan, you should follow Rab Yochanan. Shita, who says that your max is five, five per shoe. But we are students of Rab so therefore we're going to follow Rab Shita, which is seven. Okay. What about five? What do you mean five? Seven's allowed, meaning he, Rav Hun himself, held like who? Like Rab Tesmai, what about nine? Don't ask nine, because even eight's prohibited. Max is seven. So Bamine Uratana, so Merebi Rabbi Ami. So a shoemaker or basically a leather worker asked Rabami this question. What if I sewed it on the inside? Um is there still a problem to have these nails? So Mutter, that's the completely allowed. I just know that when it's sewn on the inside, it's per- permissible. But I'm not, I'm not clear what the reason is. I just have a tradition that when you sew it on the inside, the, the leather on the inside, that's completely permissible. Now, um, says, You don't know the reason? Here's the reason. Once it's sewn on the inside, then it's no longer a sandal. A sandal is nailed in on the outside, the, the strap, and that's it. It's a simple construction. A shoe is sewn on the inside, and therefore it's a different thing. It becomes a shoe. 
Okay, besando gozer berabanan, bimino lo gozer berabanan. They never made the gzera on a shoe. So you could have a, you could have a, you want to wear a shoe with cleats on, metal cleats, it doesn't, it doesn't matter on Shabbos, that's not the prohibition, because it's only for sandal hamasumer, a sandal, and open shoe, and not a, not a shoe, not a closed shoe. And uh, that's the difference. It never made the gzera. New question. What if the nails were basically like a uh, a, a kalbus? Kalbus means they're basically shaped like a U and they're pointy on both sides. I don't know if you've ever seen this. The shoemakers use this as like a tack. It's like a double tack and they just bang it in the middle and then it, then it you know holds things closed. It's like nailed in. Okay, so what about a kalbus? Is that the same gzera as the nails or not? So that was the shaila. Um, so um, uh, it's allowed. So that's the idea with the kalbus. Okay. Um, one second. Okay. All right. Amrav Sheshes Kipo Kulubim Asmeros. What if it's completely covered with nails? Kedei Shalotei Karka Ochlaso. And the purpose is that uh, you don't want it to be worn out by the dirt, by the ground. Mutter, that's also mutter, because that's also not similar to the sandal masumer. It doesn't have a complete, um, uh, you know, whatever, it's, it's, it, it never had that many nails. It's, uh, so if it has completely nailed on the bottom, it's basically, they, it's their, they never made the xer in that case. It's different than the, they never made the xer in that circumstance. Okay? Tanya Kavasid Rav Sheshes, the price that supports Rav Sheshes, Luyotzi Ish Besandal Mesumer, Vliyitayel Mibayis Labayis. So, first of all, you're not allowed to go out to public with such a sandal. You're not allowed to go from house to house. You're not even allowed to wear it from bed to bed. But they're not moksa, and you can use it as a uh, covering for a vessel. If you want to hold up your bed with it, that's fine. It, you can use it as a tool, just not as a shoe wear. Okay, not as footwear. That's what he's saying. For Blazer Shimon also, Blazer Shimon says no, you can't use it. What if most of the nails fell out? and there's still basically four or five left. Motor, then it's allowed. Rabbi Mata, Rabbi says it's permitted. if the up until seven. If you cover it with leather on the bottom, and then you nailed it on top, so now it's leather on the bottom, and you nailed it around the, to the top, so it's covered in leather. That's also allowed. Which is basically different forms, you know, like it's a sheet of metal, or it's a, a U-shaped metal, or it's like a peg, whatever. It's just different shapes, not like a, uh, not like a regular nail. Or it's completely covered with nails. All that is allowed. 
So the Gemara, so we here's our bottom, so that's the bottom line. We have a price of supporting over because it's saying when it's full of nails, it's not a problem. Problem is, is that in the process we somewhat contradicted ourselves. Oh, didn't we just contradict ourselves? We said that if most of the nails fall out, even though there's a lot left, and then it says, it sounds like four or five is left is okay, more not. So what's the deal? So, right, so make up your mind. We said if most of the nails fall out, um, so then even sounds like even if there's more, and then you said, oh, there's only four or five left, so not more than that. So Amr Rav Shesh says, depends what happened. Did they basically, you know, um, go into the, you know, like they got worn out and then went into the, into the shoe, basically. So the bottoms are are, are not not visible anymore, and the other one is where they got pulled out. So depending on the circumstance. That's what we're talking about. If it, if it sort of, if it's, just, you can still see that it's in the, you can notice that there's still some metal in the hole. Then even many, because it's recognizable that it's not in the regular way. But if they got pulled out completely, so you can't even tell that there was more than four or five. So the, the more, so then only four and five is okay, and um, and not uh, and not and and not and not more than that. Okay. So the Gemara says, what do you talk about four or five? And that kind of contradictory. shari, five's allowed, then obviously four is allowed. Four in a small sandal, for small sizes, but chamesh misandal gadol, or five from a large sandal. For Rebbe Matar at Sheva, Rebbe says up until seven, but Tanya Rebbe Matar at Shlosha, so he didn't Rebbe allow 13? So the Gemara says, yes, he did allow 13, but note the shiny. 13 was allowed when your shoe is on tilt, so then you're allowed to put as much as 13 to balance it. That's a different story. So the Gemara says, you know what? Our original question on Rabbi Yochanan, you know, that it says, he said only five is okay. Rabbi Chanina said seven. Maybe when it's, uh, that when he allowed seven, that's when it's tilting. That's not a kasha on him. You know, the, it wasn't a supporter of Chanina. He's fitting in with that because that when it's leaning, then even he'll agree seven's allowed. Okay, Amar of Masna, Amrila, Amar of Achadboy Bar Masna, Amar Rav Mas, Amar Rav Masna. Halach ain halachik Reb Lazar Reb Shimon. We do not paskin like Reb Lazar Reb Shimon in this case. Okay, so Reb Lazar Reb Shimon, we do not, we don't rule like Reb Lazar Reb Shimon in the previous quote. If you recall, Rabbi Lazar Shimon was the one who said, um, one second, he was the one who says that it's usher uh, to use the shoe altogether. It's not true. Now, Pshita, of course, why do you have to tell me that Allah doesn't follow Rabbi Lazar Shimon? We always go by the majority opinion. He's going against the majority. So the answer is, I might have thought, his logic is very sound. So, like in other words, like if you can't wear the shoe, it should be considered muksa. That makes sense, and it can be used for anything. that we don't pass. Now, if they, if the people wouldn't be calling me names, that I'm the lenient Babylonian. 
So isur, um, uh, uh, isur that I pre- permit prohibited things. Shemina lituva, I would have said that it, it's um, it's it's even many more nails is is gonna would be permitted. Okay, um, so I just don't want to have that nickname uh, that I'm very makel. This is Rebchia originally came from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. I don't want people to think that I'm. You know, I speak bad about all. I was like, oh, you're a foreigner, always the lenient, you know, a lenient Americana in Israel. Like, they don't go for that. Anyway, so that's what similar similar experience Rabbi was saying. And I would have said that it's allowed. Pumpadisa, Amin, Esrin, Va'arba. Pesura, Amin, Esrin, Vitartan. In Pumpadisa, they say they're, they're, they're very lenient. They say it's 20, 24 is allowed. And in Surah, they say 22 is allowed. So uh, what what happened? So on the way from from Pumpadisa to Sura, apparently two uh, two nails got you know fell out. So the numbers went the numbers dropped, um, and that's the story. Um, and uh, Rashi says that uh, the way to remember that because the, the word Sura sounds like the word Chaser, um, and you lo- you lost two in the process. Anyway, bottom line is that's where we're stopping. Um, so, uh, very interesting Zera, but, uh, there's a lot of leniencies around it. Okay, we'll take a stop over here. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful day. Shkach.